Hello, my name is Opal Hope Bennett. I'm one of the programmers here at Aspen Shorts Fest, and it's my pleasure to bring a couple of our shorts filmmakers uh, who are joining us this year with their films to come and speak with you. So Taylor, Aaron, welcome. It's a pleasure to chat with you guys. Um, you're my nonfiction duo here today, which is, which is really awesome. The uh, documentary is really close to my heart, and you both do a really brilliant job of uh, bringing some unforgettable characters uh, to the screen with your films. So please uh, introduce yourself and your film. Sure. So my name is Taylor Stanton. Uh, my film is The Likes and Dislikes of Marge Bagley. It's a stop-motion documentary uh, where I recreated uh, my family in miniatures and kind of plays with the exploration around my grandmother's life. My name is Erin Sanger. I directed uh, Mac Wrestles, which is a short documentary that follows the high school wrestling career of Mac Beggs in Texas and um, sort of the controversy and drama he went through as a transgender athlete competing in a state um, which requires youth athletes to compete against the gender on their birth certificate. So. Light matter. <laughs> um, both of your fil films really grapple with uh, themes of uh, love and, and family and uh, identity. That was uh, the question that I was, uh, before we started, kind of trying to grapple with. Because I mean, particularly with um, your, your grandmother's story, uh, I, I really felt like you wove in this great thread of her kind of finding herself and, and finding her voice. Um, so. Talk about how you how you crafted the, this overview of of her life, and and um, and you did such a really great job of, of weaving in your different family members. Um, I I just was really impressed with how you did that. Talk about how you crafted that. Thanks. Yeah. So I think a lot of it came from I started working on the film after uh, in my family there were there was about a three year period where I had a lot of different family members like die, like kind of the older generation of my family, okay. grandparents and things like that. And up until that point, I'd never really been to a funeral so much. Like I had made it until probably my mid twenties before anyone close to me died. And so it was interesting seeing these funerals and I was struck by how differently people talked about uh, the deceased compared with how they thought of themselves. Um, especially with my grandmother having lived with her and, um, I knew how she liked to think of herself in her own terms a little bit. I got a sense of that. And then I hear people tell these stories about her reflecting on different moments in her life from her childhood. And they kind of took on this almost tall tale-ish sort of mm -hmm. like interpretation. And I just kind of knew that wasn't who she was. But at the same time, I also knew that I didn't fully understand her. And so I wanted to do something about that sort of piece of people remembering her and projecting their own meanings onto her, but mm -hmm. not necessarily... Um, Marge getting her own voice in a way, and so trying to find ways to, in those scenes, those vignettes that throughout the film, it's structured in vignettes, uh, I was trying to look for ways to kind of have Marge subtly, like maybe challenge interpretation a little bit, or yes. like subtly kind of, um, you, could hint, you could get a hint of how she actually thought about it versus like what the narrator was saying. Right. Um, some of the vignettes are you know, more obvious than others. Uh, some of them are just more purely comical or establishing sort of moments of her life. But towards the end of the film, you see a lot more of the kind of that sort of subtext. At least I hope that comes through. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember yeah. particularly the scene um, where you guys are playing like the, 
the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, apples to apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Likes and dislikes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and how she, like, particularly kind of uh, mm-hmm. turns tables on. Yeah, and that, that was a specific um, event that happened when I was coming back from college. Um, and it was, like, around New Year's that we were playing this game. And uh, just kind of the sort of outrage that um, <laughs> we were all experienced of, like, where she was, like, claiming she was, like... It, it was a very silly way, but it mm-hmm. seemed like there was kind of this sort of uh, maybe more serious undertone to it, mm-hmm. where it was, like, kind of her slight, um, like, re- rejection of being like, oh, you guys may not know me as much as you think you do. I mean, right. um, or at least that's kind of how, in hindsight, I was thinking about it after later on after she passed away. But, yeah. yeah. And then Mac is really trying to assert who he is um, to the folks who are trying to tell him who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and certainly I felt like that was very well depicted and, and captured uh, in, in your telling of his story. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about any challenges that um, you encountered while um, showing such a, an intimate and, uh, and, you know, personal kind of journey that, uh, that he was going on. Yeah. Um, well, fortunately, Mac and his grandmother, Nancy, were incredibly open and um, willing to share their story with us, yeah. which made the filmmaking so much easier <laughs> for us. Um, I think... You know, sort of the challenges my co-director, Taylor, and I ran into involved other people being nervous Mm. to comment on the story because of the level of controversy surrounding it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there were a bunch of people we tried to get interviews with that just didn't want to go on the record. Um, So that was something we sort of grappled with. You know, there were certain things we wanted to explore more deeply in the story, but just got a bunch of declined comments. So had to kind of work around that. and then, uh, not to give too much away about the film, right. but you know, during filming, something happened that we were really not expecting to happen, and so um, that sort of changed the whole film and mm-hmm. what it ended up looking like. So about halfway through, there's a shift in the story right. that we weren't expecting as filmmakers, um, and our subjects weren't expecting either. So that was a challenge of just sort of going through this thing with Mac and then figuring out how to rearrange the whole film to sort of accommodate this unexpected event. And that is so documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Well, not in your case, though, yeah, of course, because yeah. yours was very much crafted. Yeah. But yeah, when you're, when you're capturing, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're doing observational, just this is what's, what's happening, yeah. uh, you know, that is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how long were you following Mac? So we followed Mac um, the, basically the summer after he graduated high school and before he went to college. So it was actually a pretty contained period of time. Right. Um, and we filmed with them on three separate occasions. Oh, yeah. that's it? Three separate occasions? Yeah, it was, it, I think because so much happened in such a short period of time, yeah. it seems like we filmed for longer than we did. For sure. But it just timing worked out really well for us to be able to get a ton of you know dramatic turns in the film right. within a contained period of time and how did you determine what your what your arc was going to be like where you were going to you know come out basically yeah so it's such a it's such a complex story 
And Mac and Nancy are such, you know, unbelievable people and they're so much larger than life and there's just so much content. That was another challenge we felt like we had was there's so much interesting content to the story that we love, but we just can't have it all because it's a short documentary. Right. So the way we sort of framed how we're going to keep an arc in this film that, you know, there's all these twists and turns. How do we keep it coherent moving towards um, an end of the movie that feels consistent? Mm -hmm. um, we just sort of, you know, reflected on Mac and who he is and our arc became, you know, Mac just wants to wrestle. Like every everything that happens is an obstacle getting in his way because that's actually what happened. And so it's sort of the journey of Mac just trying to wrestle because it's what he loves and it's really defined him. Yeah, I thought it was really also uh, speaking to the generation that Mac is in, um, the, the portions of the film where you show his, his very, um, Robust is not a great word, but that's all that I have coming to mind right now. Online presence. Yeah. Uh, you know, the fact that he is actually quite open online and, um, and sharing his journey. Um, can you talk about how you, how you decided to include that, if you thought about including more or less? Or, mm -hmm. you know, because that's, that's something that I see a lot in, um, in filmmaking writ large right now, um, kind of inserting social media, um, you know, even more into the fabric of the, of the film. Um, but I thought it was really an important footnote in, uh, in Mac's story. Yeah, yeah, we knew it was, it was something that was integral to the story the yeah. whole time. Um, social media became a really powerful um, platform for Mac to, to excuse me, connect with other trans athletes, yeah. trans kids, um, to really find a community of people going through a similar journey. Um, but it sort of became this double-edged sword where Mac was able to document his transition process via social media, you know, reach out to people who are going through the same thing, connect with them, support them, receive yeah. support from them. But that online presence was what also sparked the controversy. So... Yeah. Yeah. It was like a really mixed bag. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, was that like a, a large area of discussion in terms of how you were going to include it in the film or? Yeah, it was just, it was, it was, you know, a key, it was just a key part of the story that had to be, be in it because, yeah. you know, certain parents saw Mac's transition process via social media and then that's when they, you know, didn't think he should be right. able to compete. Um, so we knew it needed to be in there and then it just became a process of, you know, there's so many social media posts, how do we condense them so that our viewers can understand the key role that this played? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was an important thread. I was, I was glad that, that it was in there, but I was like, oh, I'm sure they grappled with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Taylor... You are not a animation expert, or no, I've, right? How, I've, how did you come to animation in, in deciding to tell this story? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, I have done some animation, though. Definitely, I'm not an animator. Like I, um, I've shot, I've shot some animation, which is kind of how I got into it. Um, and I had met uh, my animating partner Beck Sloan. I had met her um, on a previous gig that I was shooting, um, and. 
like, we hit it off, and I was like, well, I knew I wanted to work with her. So when I had this idea of doing this documentary um, as an animation, I knew she was kind of the right one to partner up with. And so then together we decided a lot of that. But the actual question of how to, um, how to why we decided on doing an animated film mostly came out of, you know, having some archival footage of my grandmother and the family, but not, not having a ton. Mm -hmm. And so then it was a question of, do I want to do reenactments? Um, how do you make that not look cheesy? And uh, some people have pulled off reenactments like in incredibly beautiful artistic ways. Right. But it just, every time I try to visualize how hiring actors to, to physically be on camera and play these people, it, it just felt... Um, kind of not um, not as as personal of a feeling as I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at animation, and then this stop motion specifically just seemed to be like an interesting way of doing that um, because it was the animated form that I had the most experience with, but also I liked the idea of having a, tac a tactile kind of form to play with, and that gave us the chance to incorporate um, some of the archival elements of, of a documentary. And that's what interested me is blending documentary with stop motion. And so we used some... Some of the so Beck, uh, my partner, she she works almost exclusively with recycled materials, um, okay. and so right away we knew we were using a lot of fabrics, a lot of textiles like that. Um, that was the look we were going for, and uh, just it kind of had a warmth and sort of a hominess that we wanted. Right. Um, but then we had this idea of using some of the actual clothing that the people wore as different elements, and that came out just through necessity of we just needed more materials, and so like started with like she needed like a certain type of fabric and it was like oh you know like kind of like the shirt you're wearing and I'm like okay well take the shirt, <laughs> take and, the so, shirt yeah. and so then like I was you know used like an old I had an old leather glove <laughs> that um was uh, from my family that uh we used as one of the leather jackets for one of the characters and things like that that wow. then we embraced that and we just went with it and we started turning into kind of the aesthetic of it of incorporating different documentary elements like a lot of the a lot of the shots um were directly framed and referencing like family photos that I had that like um, we were trying to recreate but then bring to life in different ways and kind of make a little more cinematic per se than right, like right. that. Um, like the little brother sequence. Yeah, like the little brother sequences. <laughs> uh, um, there's there's one element in the beginning of the film where there's like a pan by like all these like family photos and stuff and those are right. all those are all uh, family photos that I we had hanging up in our houses that like Beck uh, recreated in miniature scale Amazing. and so it was playing with that and kind of figuring out ways to incorporate documentary elements. And then on the sound design side, um, uh, I worked with my sound designer, Eric Brown, to um, inc even incorporate some of the, some of the sound design were, was recorded at the real house mm -hmm. with like my mom, like recreating like, um, you know, like the chair squeaking on the floor. We tried to get it more of a documentary fully uh, aspect too. Right. So yeah, there was a lot of different ways that we incorporated kind of family aspects and tried to make it as specific to those people as possible um, because that was the other big risk of doing an animated thing is that it you lose that sort of intimacy of right. it so we're trying to figure out a way to incorporate that but. and it and it was just you and your mom that did the the voiceover is that right yeah well actually the um, I did wind up hiring actors to recreate some of the voiceovers ah, because okay. what um, what happened was um, I had originally recorded my mom and then the the character that was my voiceover was actually kind of a combination of mine and then my brother um, William who also did the music on the film so like <laughs> it was a combination of my uh, thoughts his thoughts and then my older brother's thoughts and so it was kind of like a stand-in of the two narrators 
representing different generations of the family, like uh, my mom okay. being the closest to my grandmother. Right. But I mean, it was it it stayed pretty close with the actual interviews that I did, especially with my mom, where it's like um, there was actually a point where I was going to um, just use her narration purely as it. Mm -hmm. But then there was some not pushback from the family, but there was a little bit of discomfort with like given some of the revelations, especially my grandfather in it, that like mm -hmm. it was, we ultimately decided to go with, excuse me, with an actor to kind of recreate the voice just to give a little bit of distance, it's, ju it's just like, a hair of it. But yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah. So that's how we decided on the narrators, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, the the sequence that comes to mind uh, that probably would have been difficult to produce were you doing recreations um, was at the end of the, the little mm -hmm. brother sequence when um, they're in the park and the, yeah. and the, uh, the bird, like, bird comes picks and, up the... Yeah, which yeah. is like, is a real story that I heard growing up that like, uh, but obviously that's one of the examples of it feeling a little tall tale-ish at times. And right. so I wanted to kind of play with that, um, how like... To a certain degree, we we know that, like it's it's a documentary, but it wasn't about like making the most historically accurate version of it. It mm -hmm. was more about like how people talked about my grandmother. And, it had like yeah. a fable kind of texture. Yeah, to exactly. It. Yeah. 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 I'm glad that came through. <laughs> yeah. Aaron has Max seen the film, and if so, uh, what are what are some of his reactions? Yeah, Max seen the film. Um, we showed it to Mac uh, when we were about to finish it and then we premiered it at South by Southwest mm -hmm. in March. And um, it was really amazing because, you know, his family is largely Texas-based, so everybody got to come out. Nice. Um, so, you know, Mac was there, Nancy was there, a bunch of people in the movie, his dad, Marco. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think he likes it. <laughs> I mean, that's what he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he went up, you know, at the Q&A at our last screening and said, uh, he's just grateful to be able to have a platform to speak on behalf of the challenges that trans athletes are facing. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. Yeah. It's so important right now with yeah. the trans community being so embattled and, mm -hmm. and, and at risk, really. Yeah. Um, and there's just such lack of understanding, particularly, mm -hmm. I think, in these athlete stories. So it's uh, it's really important. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, where is the is the film going next? Are you just you're just starting your your festival? Yeah, we're we're just starting our festival run. It'll be at Tribeca in April. Um, Montclair. Actually, I don't think I can say that yet. Um, sorry, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few others. I, I can't remember which ones I'm allowed to say yet. But oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then. It is um, going to eventually be broadcast on ESPN. It's an ESPN 30 for 30. Excellent. Um, so it'll end up on their platform. That's fantastic. Yeah. Everybody needs to see it, so that's that's important. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I, now, now I feel bad about asking that. <laughs> <laughs> Revealing state secrets <laughs> with uh, where likes and dislikes is going yeah. next. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm trying to think. Um, so we're a little ways into our festival run. Uh, we've played um, at, a, at a lot of uh, festivals over the, I guess, just the past year. Like yeah. it, it feels like, uh, I mean, with stop motion, it's such a long process that it feels like it's been longer than that. But really, it's only kind of been seen since last April in different forms. Mm -hmm. So um, in terms of where it's going next, like uh, I'm trying to think, like, we will, I'm trying to think what I can say. I, I know that we have a couple screens in New York coming up. Um, and then uh, we are doing a documentary festival in Israel. That, um, oh, Dakaviv? Dakaviv, yeah, 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 yeah Dakaviv, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're doing Dakaviv. Um, 
And then I think I can say rooftop films in New York City um, this summer. Nice. I don't know the specific screenings with that yet, but yeah, um, some exciting stuff. over well on the rooftop, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> I'm excited for that one for sure. So. And and do you have distribution too? Will, will folks who can't make it out to a festival be able to see it eventually? I'm, I'm still figuring it out. Um, I, I don't know specifically how we'll distribute it, um, mm -hmm. but in some way I would like to get it kind of out online um, so it can be passed around, but yeah. Uh, that's uh, remains to be seen. So. Okay. Well, we yeah. might have some people at the festival you can talk yeah, to sure. about that. <laughs> and good. then, what's next on the horizon for you guys in terms of uh, you know new projects that you're that you're working on? Sure. You can. You go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, right now, I'm uh, trying to develop uh, several different projects. So I've got a couple screenplays that I'm working on, a couple uh, short films, and. Uh, developing uh, a couple different ideas right now, um, trying to decide which which one to pursue next. Um, oh, some some of them aren't uh, stop motion, but mm -hmm. I'm also talking with my an, man, animator Beck. Uh, we're talking about possibly collaborating on uh, developing like a stop motion TV pilot, but we're not Ooh. sure on that yet. So that okay. a lot is in flux with that right yeah. now. But yeah, developmental stages for a lot. But mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I um, am currently in production of my first feature-length documentary. Go, Erin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, continuing to work on that. Um, it's a longer-term project. Yeah. Um, and then I also do narrative work. I sort of move back and forth between fiction and nonfiction. So I'm developing a couple of uh, narrative features right now as well. That's fantastic. All right, enough work. Let's talk <laughs> about Aspen. You guys have been here for a couple of days. What, what have you gotten to do or see or experience uh, since coming to this elevation? <laughs> so I just got in yesterday, and it's been great so far. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to a weekend of, like, I might try and do some skiing. We'll see. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I'm a little more adventurous, I might try that. But mostly I've just been walking around the town, and it's beautiful downtown. I'd never never been to Colorado before, so it's oh, it's yeah. definitely definitely interesting, the kind of history here of uh, the gold rush and then the silver rush and stuff. It's it's interesting seeing that side of it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a lot of great restaurants. And, yes, yeah. this, the food scene yeah. is fantastic. And there's hot springs. Yes. Yeah. I didn't get yeah. I didn't get into one last year, but I made sure, I'm like I got to do it this year. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been here for I think one day longer than Taylor. Seen a lot of really good movies so far. Yeah. I thought the programming has been really fantastic. Um, and I'm actually I grew up in Colorado, so I know oh, the area. Your home um, state. Yes. Awesome. Um, Where are you from? I'm from Denver. Yes. Yes. Um, so. I definitely want to take a good hike. There's a town about an hour away called Glenwood Springs, which has a massive hot springs that I might go to for a oh few hours God, one I'm day. Oh my God, I'm like totally tagging along. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Please come. Myself. It, I, I believe You're saying all the things, the hike, the springs. This is, this is what I want to do. I believe it's the biggest hot spring in the world. That's what really? I've been told. It's wow. amazing. Um, and yeah, my family was able to drive out for the premiere last night and see the movie, oh, so, so that great. was really cool. So seeing my parents some too. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I was I was told there's a, a restaurant that you can um, cross country ski to. Really? You know? Did yeah, you? I didn't hear about that. That sounds right. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that sounds very Aspen, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I saw those Nordic Track commercials, and those look like a pretty hard workout. Like, yeah. I'm not sure. But uh, but no, my friend uh, vacations here a lot and said, you know, don't miss it. That's that's the place to go. So 
Nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to being adventurous, adventuresome uh, uh, with you guys. Cool. Um, yeah, so I, I think that is uh, our conversation. Great. And uh, thanks for having us. I will, yeah, it's, it's my dot kids I always <laughs> want to talk to. Um, and you guys genuinely have brought uh, to, I think, of standout subjects that I've seen thus far this year. So bravo. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thanks so much. And job well done. And Thank please you. extend that to Taylor as well. well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, I will just say to the audience, too, please be sure to join us at Aspen Shorts Fest for uh, more great shorts programming and industry panels. Uh, Saturday, we have Short Term 12, a feature, the one feature film that's playing in the program. Um, so please come out for that. We're going to have the film's director uh, with us. And, uh, and we'll be bringing you more short films through Sunday this week. Thanks so much for joining us.